0: Welcome to the Developer Deep Dive series, brought to you by Middletech and sponsored by the Awesome Inc. Developer Bootcamp. Throughout this series, we'll be getting an inside look at the technology that powers the most innovative companies in this region, as our host, Justin Hall, interviews the people behind the code, the developers. This is a series to highlight the people that are coding the companies of tomorrow and show the next generation of developers That opportunities await in their own backyard. Thanks for tuning in. Hello and welcome to the Middle Tech Podcast in the Developer Deep Dive series. I'm Justin Hall, lead instructor for the Awesome Inc. Web Developer Bootcamp. Today, we have Jamie Adams. Jamie is a former coal miner and a developer, a tech developer. He works for BitSource, which is located in Pikeville, Kentucky. And we're sort of connected through that. But, uh, you know, kind of what we do back home is we claim kin, right? You know, how we know each other. And so, Jamie, how do we kind of know each other through BitSource? And uh, what was that uh, experience like? So those are some of the things we're going to talk about today uh, on the podcast. So, Jamie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Cool. So, um, yeah, to get started, like, uh, where are you from? I'm
1: from uh, a little uh, town in uh, eastern Kentucky in uh, Knott County. Um, Knott County. Yep.
0: Cool. So what what was uh, what was it like growing up in Knott County?
1: A lot of mountain climbing and uh, video games and <laughs> just normal kid stuff.
0: Normal kid stuff. Uh, play, played in the creek, maybe.
1: Yeah, played in the creek, climbed yeah. the hills, cool. fell out of trees,
0: yeah. a little bit of everything. Cool. Now you kind of have a little bit of a unique background. I know you you've shared with me before. If you're comfortable sharing, you know your background. I think you went through some parts of high school, dropped out, right? And then you did some things. You care to chat about that a little bit?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I um, I made it to a uh, freshman high school. I went three years, I think, and ended up dropping out. To, I think the third year of a freshman and. Went within six months and got my GED and started college within three months of doing that and started off there into a a little bit of uh, web development uh, initially, just a couple of classes and just to start off uh, the college. HTML, CSS. Yeah, Yeah, that was in, I think, early 2001. Uh, yes
0: <laughs> whoa that's 20 years dude yeah yeah that's
1: that's a long time ago
0: so um and I know in that I don't know if you want to tell it but didn't you have a little bit of an alternate route of how you got into college like
1: oh yeah yeah I've, I've done a, a quite a bit uh I went two semesters of college when I first started quit college and uh went uh, started working on the ground a little bit there and then after that I got laid off and ended up Working for a uh, a carnival, Carnival. (laughs) in a sense, like the uh, just here in uh, Kentucky that moved around and worked with them for about two years.
0: So, so you bounced around a little bit in the mines underground. I mean, I heard you say that. Yes. What was what what were you? uh, Because there's so many different hats that you wear in the coal mines,
1: right? Yeah, what were you? I started off as a belt shoveler, a uh, green hat working under uh ground shoveling belt line and uh st- started out there and worked f- worked my way up to where I was uh, started running equipment. Uh, ran a scoop and a ram car. Ram car is probably one of the other than the miner is probably one of the biggest pieces of equipment underground that in a shuttle car, which mm-hmm. is similar.
0: Is, and, that, is that the one where you kind of lay back and you you drive because you're under a seam or like you're 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 low low into the seam it's, uh, and you're laying back basically and driving that?
1: Yeah, so, some of them is like that. Is I guess it just depends on uh, the height of the coal uh, seam that you're in. The one that I was in uh, mainly we had enough room. There was a lot of places where we'd have to hunker over and walk, but a lot of places I could stand up. So we the canopies that we had. that we sat in on the equipment was pretty well straight up we didn't have to worry about laying back but there was some instances where i was running equipment where i had to just about lay down
0: wow i had an uncle that did that too um very interesting so you did that for how long
1: Um, off and on uh, for a little over six and a half seven years i've worked I, I took a break from coal mines and worked for the uh, water treatment department in Whitesburg and in Knott County mm-hmm. and went back underground, worked for, uh, uh, initially it was about a year and a half. And then I worked about another four and a half years after uh, quitting the uh, water department and worked uh, underground again for probably about four and a half years.
0: Wow. And so how did you get from Whitesburg working there? into today. You live, you're living in Pikeville, right? Yes. Okay. How did you get there?
1: Okay. So, uh, in, I think it was early 2013, 14, I got laid off, uh, actually got laid off under working underground, went back to college then and started a network administration degree, uh, in, uh, the community college there in uh, Perry County. And as I was going there, uh, had heard a uh, uh, an, an ad on the radio for BitSource and that they was looking to hire laid-off coal miners. And after hearing the advertisement on the radio, went online, applied for it. And a year later, uh, <laughs> or six months later after applying for it, I guess the application process and everything was a little extensive. So we, uh, I guess to just to make sure that we all had the aptitude to do it, Mm-hmm. And uh, so, after six months of waiting, after applying, we finally uh, started in in around
0: March 15. Yeah. so I know a lot about that because uh, helped put that together uh, for their listeners. Um, I was the president of BitSource there, and kind of helped uh, the, the two owners get this going. So I'm very familiar with the process, and I know there were over you know 900 applicants. So you were one of 900. And you went through that process, uh, of, um, you know, aptitude and understanding, you know, the, what we were looking for. And so in March, tell me about March of what is 2015, right? Yep. So tell me what happened to you in March of 2015.
1: Okay. So, uh, we started on, uh, March the, uh, 16th, uh, on a Monday. In 2015, and on March the 17th, I don't know, probably two, two, two in the evening, I hadn't I started on Monday. We didn't go back. I didn't go back on Tuesday. I went to the hospital because my wife was in labor. So <laughs> we had our son on March the 17th, a day after I'd started BitSource. So I was trying to uh, stay caught up with what they were doing with uh, the learning part of it while I was in the hospital with my wife uh, and the baby. Mm-hmm. And, and finally went back the following Monday and started the, uh, more into the training part of it.
0: I remember that. So that first week we were trying to see who was going to go forward. And so with you not being there on the second day, we had discussions about, well, should we go ahead maybe and, and, and cut him loose? Okay. And um, the decision was made to stick with you because uh, we, we just wanted to see how this worked, right? You were one of 11, I think we had, and one didn't even show up on right. that Monday. And so you were really one of 10, uh, but we did have that discussion and um looking back on it i'm glad of the decision that we made yeah me too <laughs> yeah because following week you came back in and then for the next what was it three months you were yeah. learning html css javascript bootstrap and then php mysql and drupal right. and so uh how many how many projects have you worked on since the training was complete and oh
1: wow yeah <laughs> to be honest with you, i'm not going to sit here and uh, pretend that i know the number because it's been quite a few it's
0: been quite i'm not a few. really
1: not really caught up or uh, kept up with a an exact number but it's over been 50 over 50 well over 50
0: over 100
1: maybe maybe
0: and uh you also talk about a little bit about your um certification process because you are a drupal a certified drupal developer
1: Yes, yes. I've uh certified site builder in Drupal 7 and Drupal 8. I think it was after what, two years? Uh, I've been at BitSource. We started looking at getting certified in Drupal and uh, that is a, a long process to get that <laughs> done. And it's probably one of the hardest tests that I've taken in a long time. Yeah. And uh, trying to do that and also, go to school and a newborn baby, it, it was definitely difficult, but it was, uh, I guess challenging in the sense that where I wouldn't have changed it.
0: Yeah. So, newborn baby, um, starting on something that nobody had ever done before, uh, you know, and then getting your certification. So, that path that that's, uh, pretty impressive. I want to talk a little bit about what what was it like because BitSource got a lot of press you know we got, oh, yes fortune magazine uh said that we were one of seven companies changing the world <laughs> it was
1: definitely definitely overwhelming i can say that
0: and we i remember our trip to new york when we went to pivotal labs and and gave the discussion there on uh, uh agile development and agile learning right. because what you went through was an agile learning um process Right. And so you remember, tell me a little bit about that experience because you were one of the speakers.
1: Yeah, that was probably one of the most nerve wracking things that I've ever done in my life. I had never got up in front of anybody and spoke. I think I ended up dropping out of a, a public communication speaking course in college because I didn't like to do that. Like but, but after doing it, I mean, it was the experience I loved. it. I wouldn't change anything.
0: So I remember uh, that uh, pretty well, too, because you were you were up there talking and I was looking out at the audience and there's I'd say there were probably about 50 people there from Pivotal Labs. Right. Uh, and to kind of give you an idea of where Pivotal Labs is uh, located, it's New York on. Um, oh, shoot. Now I've forgotten America Avenue or something like that. And so but anyways, th- directly below them are eBay's offices. <laughs> right. So they're kind of in a. Um, a hub there of tech sector. And I just remember watching and looking across the audience and you know, everybody was just kind of in this amazement. And, and I was too, I was like, wow, this is awesome. This kid that went through those challenges that you kind of just talked about is standing up here in front of people that have, you know, tech degrees and they're working with probably fortune 500 companies. And you're, you're talking to them, telling of your experience. Uh, I just thought that was pretty interesting. And so we went from that to having all kinds of press, basically. And, you know, we had all kinds of people come in and we had a lot of people talking about us. What what was all of that like? What was it like being the coal miner that people were saying, hey, you can teach a coal miner how to code? What was it What was it like to kind of go through that?
1: I guess that part of it, well, that was awesome. Just being able to uh, know that, I'm giving somebody else the uh, courage or something to be able to try something new like that because I mean, I'd never, I mean, I took a few courses or whatever in college to uh, work with CMS or uh, HTML or something like that, but not really had a chance to start building anything like that. And just knowing that someone else can look at it and say, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And i mean it it was awesome, I mean it was overwhelming also I mean, I'd never really talked to a bunch of people like that, especially on camera or anything else and it was uh it was overwhelming and uh frustrating at times, but mm-hmm. getting through it and looking back on it i mean it was definitely an awesome
0: experience so what kind of projects have you worked on because it's like you know, okay. Let's say you've worked on a hundred. What different types of projects? What types of industries have you worked in, uh, with clients and so forth?
1: Uh, We've worked uh, with, I uh, see, manufacturing companies with brochure sites. We've worked with uh, different uh, types of sites uh, companies with uh, web applications. Being able to, uh, I've worked with .NET. I built a website with .NET. I've, I've worked a lot with uh, here lately, been working with WordPress, and mostly the beginning of it was all Drupal. Mm-hmm. But probably
0: right now it's probably a
1: mixture between everything.
0: So, you know, obviously I'm going to ask the question, have you worked with any coal companies that wanted new websites?
1: Yes, we worked with, I think, two,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And just like a company, any other company in the world today, you have to use some kind of tech. Were, were you able to build just mostly brochure sites for a for coal companies? What about web tools? Did they, were they interested in web tools? Not, not,
1: not any web tools for them. No, we've built, um, it's been mainly brochure sites.
0: How about the healthcare industry?
1: Yes, we have built a, uh, a web application and I, I guess it's a web application in a sense, but it's more of a, a web form deal for, uh, the health industry. We've worked with a little bit with, uh, a notification working. system for uh, a hospital.
0: Oh, okay, good. And then you're also working with some cities. I know you've developed a, a product, and you've been working with different cities, municipalities, and so forth. Yeah, um,
1: uh, Bit Sources uh, developed a product. Uh, it's called City Aware, and we're pushing that out to the cities to uh, be able to help the cities and their the public, the citizens, be able to uh, report. Um, like potholes or just different stuff to the city officials for them to be able to get to it faster.
0: So they can report issues and be informed. Right. Okay. All right. Uh, so so you've worked on all kinds of different applications for different industries. And t- tell me, what, what does a day in the life uh, of someone that works at BitSource, what does it look like? Are you an agile team? Are you uh, individual projects? Are you working with multiple people? What What's it look like?
1: It's definitely agile. We're uh, pretty much all over the uh, spectrum as far as uh, what we're doing, whether it be website or web application, mobile application, just 3D rendering. I mean, there's just all over the spectrum.
0: Are you working in any uh, machine learning or augmented reality?
1: I haven't. A couple of guys that uh, work with us uh, work with the augmented reality and I think they have actually published an app with the augmented reality.
0: Cool. So, you know, I kind of want to go into uh, a little bit more in the deep dive of some of the tech stacks that you've worked with. You mentioned .NET. So that's, that's totally new probably. Um, what, what's been your experience in pulling on other tech stacks, working with clients? What's that like?
1: Uh, just trying to, uh, figure the ins and outs of it. It's, it's been a little, little, uh, frustrating but I mean but actually getting into it and learning it I mean it's I guess no different the logic in it is no different than working with PHP or anything else but it's it's the syntax is different syntax but,
0: a little different okay so dot uh, net is kind of like a big blanket what what specifically are you working with in dot net uh, the
1: dot uh, net uh, core uh, MVC model view controller mm-hmm
0: how about uh so you're working with model view controller is that in like a, a a web tool, or is that an app you're developing, or
1: both? Uh, worked a little bit with the uh, building an API for the uh, City Aware app that we're doing, and also a, a brochure website
0: uh, out of .NET. Cool. What are some of the other tech stacks uh, you work with at BitSource?
1: I've looked it looked mainly at PHP with Drupal, PHP with uh, WordPress, the .NET for. Uh, the web applications and mobile applications in uh, Xamarin Forms. That's probably the main ones that I've looked at.
0: Cool. So you guys have a process. You're an agile team or several different teams possibly, but you also have people that can take a project from zero to 60, and you also have a team that you work with. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk a little bit about some tech topics. I'm going to say a word, and I want you to kind of give me, like, your experience with it. Okay, so like uh, it's, I've done this game a little bit where I mentioned something like agile. What does agile mean?
1: See, agile is being able to adapt to what you're working on and any kind of changes that get thrown your way.
0: Okay, so what you mentioned DevOps earlier, what's DevOps?
1: Uh, DevOps, uh, the Azure DevOps is a uh, tool that we use. Where, whenever we set up a project, we set up stories and tasks for that project and we maintain. Uh, who's working on those? The amount of time that we put on those and uh, gives us the progress that the projects at, at the so like, at a shop.
0: Yeah. Okay. So build, measure, learn. Right.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. Cool. Yeah, and that, you know that brings up something. You know, you teaching a coal miner to code. You're being you're now a developer, um, and we often talk about developers are lifelong learners. Oh okay. yes. So are you learning new things every day?
1: I've said it since I've been there. If you don't learn something new every day, then you're not learning at all.
0: If you're not learning something every day, I love that. That's good. And so from a from a developer's point of view, you're you're in Eastern Kentucky and Central Appalachia. And typically a development company will kind of like work locally and then start to get out regionally, right? right. So is BitSource doing that? Are you, are you growing your circle of influence, so to speak?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, we work with uh, companies all the way out in... Uh, California, of all places.
0: Yeah, interesting. Okay, so I got one couple more topics here. So, like another topic is creative developer and how you kind of define yourself as a developer. So there's all kinds of ranges, right? You could call yourself a junior, mid, a senior developer. There's this term creative developer, and and that's kind of to me uh, a, a way where you're solving problems creatively. Is that what you would say? uh that you are at bitsource uh what what would be your title or what would be something you identify with in the tech world
1: I don't think I could ever call myself a senior developer because there's always something new that I can learn <laughs> but I would say at least at least a mid developer
0: okay and I I kind of I would say you're probably in the in a senior range so I appreciate your humbleness but definitely you've touched so many different things uh and especially where you came from uh and how you moved forward Ownership is a big thing for a senior developer, being yeah. able to communicate with a team, being able to lead a team, taking a project from zero to sixty. Uh, that to me would be identified as a as a senior dev. That's great. So so you work with different tech stacks like .NET. What what's some of the bonuses that you get for from .NET and working with Azure in that in that uh, landscape?
1: I think with what Azure and .NET and stuff gives you is the ability to do all of the uh, CI uh, pipelines, uh, integration stuff. Uh, I mean, obviously, you can do that with every just about every tech stack that you look at, but I think that Azure gives you that right out of the box, and it doesn't require a whole lot of configuration and everything. To me, that makes everything simpler to be able to integrate faster. Uh, get everything pushed up to the a development or a production environment uh, is just as simple as pushing up code to a uh, repo mm-hmm. as soon as it hits it, it takes off it does its thing it pushes it up production or development, whatever you have your pipeline set up
0: that's good interesting. What concerns do you have with that when you when you're working with it?
1: It's too simple. Sometimes you forget things. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Me, I, I, I'm a. Uh, I like command line. So whenever I do most of my Git stuff, I do command line. Mm-hmm. A lot of people like using the uh, the UIs, the user interfaces for either uh, Visual Studios or something else, or even GitHub. But I like using command line just so that I keep that in in the back of my head.
0: Yeah, I got you. There's there's more power with the command line.
1: Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, and better control. So. That's really interesting. So in your tech stack with Azure and being able to do the CI, CD, you're probably building solutions based on C sharp. What, what kind of back end do you throw on that?
1: We use uh, MySQL for all the back end database stuff and I don't think we've used anything else, but uh, we've looked at Firebase a little bit, but which is a NoSQL database storage, but it's been mainly MySQL.
0: Yeah, good. So, what other other things do you know as a developer uh, that you've been? So, you, obviously, you said .NET, C Sharp, MySQL. Have you have you developed any apps? What were those in? Uh, yeah, I
1: have. Uh, I, I developed a app personally for uh, just something that I uh, thought that I needed, and I just went ahead and built it and put it on the Play Store. It's uh, called a Gun stock, but just something simple. It's free on the gun, uh, on the Play Store. But... What does it do?
0: Does it track? track uh
1: yeah it lets you store all your say that you have 15 guns or whatever in your house and you want to be able to keep up with the brand name serial number what type it is and all that then it just gives you the ability to have that in a list or whatever you can export it into a pdf or whatever you want to do just to be able to have that information if somebody breaks into your house or something and steals your guns then you have a a copy or a reference to be able to give the police to uh, uh, get that out there, so that you can.
0: Very cool. Get that's, back. Yeah, that's very cool. So, and you developed that under kind of your own thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, and you mentioned earlier there a, a product that Bitsource uh, developed, the City. What was it called? City Aware. City Aware. Yep. Are there other products that Bitsource is developing? Internal IPs.
1: I believe we've developed a, a few uh, just to uh, see where they would go. Um, OD Save was one that we had developed, and
0: uh, that was the the overdose application where it was like a first response tie-in. Right, yeah, the
1: naloxone overdose app. Mm-hmm. We have developed a uh, app for uh, schools. Uh, it's called a Bully App or Bully Box. Mm.
0: Um, or Linda Han
1: is the name of it. Uh. But, so uh, so lend a
0: hand is is where you know a student can report bullying
1: right yeah oh, they okay. uh it's got all the students have it on their phone if if the school is uh using it and they they're able to report a uh incident or even something that would prevent an incident to to an uh, official at school
0: interesting so that's pretty creative there's a lot of innovation in those apps that you just mentioned those products. Cool. Well, I know, you know, I'm in, I'm in Lexington in the central part of the state and you're obviously in, in Pikeville in the eastern part of the state. Um, The one thing I would say is that I think, um, I think it's, there's some good efforts sometimes from people that want to go into the mountains and help um, and do things, you know, kind of like we saw with BitSource, people wanting to come in, Google, you know, and so on but but you all are really focus on a place-based solution where you're doing it yourself and because you live there you want to build up how would how would it be how would the development community in the central part of the state and what you're doing in the eastern part how could how could they work better because i know one thing is you're trying to get customers and clients and not just locally but regionally and you're obviously capable um, yep. and you're obviously able to produce. So I see that as an asset and in a relationship with a company like BitSource, uh, with a company that's in, uh, the central part of the state should be attractive. You know, that should be something that, uh, maybe a, um, uh, an entrepreneur that's looking to build, build a company and is looking around some of these, uh, different companies in Kentucky and maybe considering BitSource as a company to do that work. Right, yeah. um, or even um, you know, outsource part of it potentially because you guys seem to yeah. be specializing in some things. What can we do to help do that? Because we want to make the Lexington tech scene kind of a uh, a hub, you know, and to have good developer relationships in a community. And so, like, how can we get that connected? That's something that I think we ought to push for. You know, how how can we keep communicating and have uh, a relationship
1: i mean i think if we could do some type of uh maybe events or something to where we can get them together up in uh, this area mm-hmm. or i mean uh, get them to meet up halfway or something mm-hmm. just having like a uh, a small tech conference or something just to, even it's small at first but i mean it's just something like that I try to get them together and get them talking All Right, would help out a lot
0: yeah, because I know one of the things that I was a little frustrated with there was that I wanted more people to come to Eastern Kentucky and do those kind of things. Yeah. So it sounds like that's the same kind of thing. Hey, what if you guys came here? So maybe there should be something that uh, should happen along uh, the lines of one of the festivals or something, you know, with a tech focus.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've went to a couple of the conferences now and just being able to meet up with people – other tech people. I mean, it, it's, it's good to have those connections and uh, to be able to have somebody to lean on if you're needing help or on something, if you're stuck on something. I mean, it's, it's always awesome to be able to just reach out and say, hey, can you help me out a little bit here?
0: That's interesting. So tell me something there. How's BitSource influencing the local community?
1: They're in the uh, remake learning. They've been trying to get the school-age kids involved in just doing different tech stuff and doing little shows and getting them more involved in the tech.
0: That, that's interesting because I remember when I was younger, my uncle kind of showed me some things about the coal mines, you know. Right. And, and now you've got the opportunity, like your son and those other people, those school-age kids, through remake learning to say, yeah. okay, here's here's the replacement for that you know, that truck, it's, it's a command line.
1: Right. Yep. Yeah. Especially with like the, uh, I think Floyd County has got this big, uh, they call it the STEM bus. It's got all this tech on it as far as little robots and, uh, just, just a bunch of different types of tech and getting these kids involved and doing stuff like that. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's awesome to see that.
0: That's great. Okay, well, you know, there's other developers too, not just in school age. Maybe even somebody like you looking to kind of oh, do a yeah. pivot, uh, you know, like you did. Do you have any suggestions for somebody that's like, you know, starting? Maybe
1: learn as much as you can. I mean, because you never know where you're going to be at as far as a tech goes. I mean, tech changes daily, that, and if you're not caught up with any any of the new stuff, I mean, you're you're going to be left behind fast.
0: Yeah. So. Uh, I, I talk about this at the end of the podcast often, and I love this analogy of a hero, you know, starting off on their path. They got these superpowers now uh, with a destination unknown uh, and having the insight to kind of stop a, an experienced hero on their way back from their destination and ask the question, what question should I ask you before I begin? So let's pretend our listeners are... Starting off on their path, uh, you're the hero returning. Any wisdom that you want to impart, what question should they be asking?
1: I think the the main question is where to begin. Where do you start? What what I mean, what is the very first thing you need to start looking at, and what should my direction be? Until I got with Bitsource, I didn't know where I was going to start. I mean, I, I've always been wanting to, always wanted to get into tech. I've worked on, uh just small computers and hardware my whole life and wanted to get into the backend side of it, software and just never knew where to start. So
0: never knew where to start. What was your learning experience like? Because a lot of people, when they say they, well, they want to start, you know, you can Google how to code or learn how to code and you get like 8 billion results and you know, there's tons of tutorials out there. There's a lot of video. There's all kinds of things like Udemy out of all those things. What do you think is the most important thing that they could be doing?
1: Building something and breaking it. If you don't break it, you'll never be able to fix anything.
0: That's, that's so good. So uh, we've had several people on and they'll say, fail, or like you just said, break it. And I think that was something that uh, you all did very early on going through. <laughs> uh, you remember the jigsaw puzzle? And oh Lord! yeah <laughs> uh, putting putting a couple of obstacles in you know the path that we knew you know you needed to break it, yeah so that's really interesting, so for someone just starting, the question is where do I get started? It's grab something, whatever it is, and break it and learn how to fix it exactly. that's awesome, well, Jamie, thank you for your time and insight. Uh, We appreciate your contributions, especially the impact you're making at BitSource and the local community. Uh, We hope you have continued success and that BitSource continues to grow and continues to influence those in the community. Middle Tech listeners, thank you for your time and please leave us your feedback. We're going to continue this discussion and have guests on like Jamie in the next few episodes. We hope you take part in the discussion with us. And continue to listen as we learn more and dive deeper into similar topics that we discussed today. So, I'm Justin Hall, lead instructor of Awesome Inc's Web Developer Bootcamp and Middle Tech Supporter. See you in a bit.